Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation, and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The Working Experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, Yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? Dan, HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) They're moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. living his toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Working Springs Podcast. It's Maddie Kay. And John. Welcome, 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 everyone. And we're grinding away at the book. Uh, it's finished. I'm still doing a little bit of editing, which I got to admit is kind of tedious, but we've got uh, a history of us setting up the podcast. We've got, uh, and I think really the meat of the matter is um, the guests. We've uh, we've written up the guest episodes because we got a lot of good things to learn. And then the kind of human interest stories that we've learned. Let me stress, this is not a how-to. Anybody can go on youtube and find Matt. this is a blue this is a blueprint matt this is a blueprint for (laughs) what i'm saying is this is not a. have already purchased a second home yeah and i've already gone to the porsche dealership (laughs) everything is locked up everything's locked up it's riding i place yeah i place the man the um the book the manuscript whatever's Right on the table. Okay. That's it. That's my down payment. What I meant, well, okay. Here's the thing, though. I lost the file, so <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally deleted it. Uh, so it'll be about another two years. Now, I, what I meant to say was the book's done. It's not a. It's not a technical how-to manual on how to like buy a microphone and blah blah blah. We got some of that in there. But anybody can set up a podcast. This is just about like, I shouldn't shouldn't say just, this is about growing an audience. You know, we're almost at 500,000 listens, puts us in the top 5%. But, you know, this is also not a story of Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or 
Joe Rogan. Oh, fa- like, oh, far from it. <laughs> we far don't make it. any money and, at this. We lose money yeah, we, on it. <laughs> so. We we um, and we need your help to cross that oh, that five hundred thousand. Uh, listen, please, hold on. Let me let me let me. We need we need more, more than help. We need help. Okay, I got the wolves at the door. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm going to be out on the street in two months, folks. Come on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Calls every day from the credit card companies oh, and the, Jesus. The, the mortgage company. And I don't the car even. Pick, I don't pick up the phone. I just don't pick up yeah. the phone. Why would I? You're on a first name basis <laughs> with about a dozen people at the mortgage company. Uh, hey, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Same old story, Matt. <laughs> yes, yeah, but it's a Pete, rough month. The book's almost done, Pete. It's going to pay almost for the house. Done. Come it's on, old. it's good. It's good as gold. Now, it's money mean, in the bank. Meanwhile, I'm lying on the couch watching <laughs> Netflix. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Well, folks, the, the, the book will be coming out. I would say in the next six months. Uh, we'll be going the traditional paper route. We may do an. I'm sure we'll do an audio book. We'll do an ebook and all that, but be on the lookout for it. I think it's, uh, and it, this is not us talking either. This is our guests. A lot of it is our guests, what they had to say about how they built their business. Yeah, so it's it's valuable. It's, it's valuable. not us. If it was just us, you just, you could probably skip the first section. Actually, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> skip over all of that gooby gook and uh, get to the meat of it. All right, so. Uh, we're into, I, oh God, I love this concept. I, for someone like me who loves to avoid conflict, who loves to fall into the cracks, who loves to crack the cracks of life. I love this. It's quiet quitting. Ah, isn't that awesome? Beautiful. What What a great term. What a great I term. Loved, yeah, and I also love that this is the new buzz term. I'm always big on what's trending, buzz terms on social media. I love that. Uh, it doesn't mean that... A, okay, so this is kind of a millennial Generation Z thing who, let's face it, people of these generations avoid confrontation and conflict like the plague. plague like how many times i I love the language of human resources i just love it it's so conflict avoidance never tackling the issue head-on nothing i love it i just love it because it just kind of like what's what is it what's the term passive aggressive oh yeah that's where i swim it's where I swim. So that's that's your pool, your pool of passive aggressiveness. They're like Matt. You didn't complete this project. Could you could you speak to what happened? Well, Jim. Well, Marjorie. Um, my mental health has, and they have to sit there and go, yeah, yeah. Well, we really did need it done. Yeah, I know. Oh, I love it. Just so pa- and I just didn't do it. That's the bottom line. Oh, you just didn't do. Oh, you just I didn't dropped do it. the ball. But you can. You, you, you can <laughs> feel like their emotional state you're yeah you're invested in their yeah. emotional state where yeah. in truth you couldn't give a flying <laughs> f no. what what this person is feeling or doing but no. you're you're the, the the concern in your face and your voice yeah. Yeah. is overwhelmingly unauthentic you yeah. know what i mean inauthentic yep. like but 
to everyone else, it seems like you're invested. But someone who really knows you knows that Maddie doesn't, Maddie doesn't swim in that pool but of see, emotional. I, I think everyone knows it's BS. Everyone wants to say what the deal is. You didn't get the project done because you're lazy and incompetent. That's the, the issue. No one can say that. And it's it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I love how it says the phrase doesn't refer to anyone actually quitting their job, but instead just not going above and beyond in the workplace. Talk about Pat. I mean, forget me rising <laughs> to above. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's the technical definition, I've been quiet, quiet quitting for 20 years. Oh, since I was... 15 Since... and I was bagging groceries. <laughs> <laughs> I see this is what is this new? This isn't new. <laughs> this isn't new. What is this? This isn't new. No. They say it's part of it's an extension of the pandemic's great resignation. You know what I love is when people will say, Oh, these these kids just don't want to work. Well, who wants to work at Target? I mean, who really wants to? You know what I mean? Like if they had their druthers. They would say, yeah, I find that fulfilling and I'm going to go do that. Most people, I would say, I mean, there are some people who are retired and they take on, you know, they'll, they'll work at Target because they honestly want something to do. They want some socialization. But like, I get that. But when you're talking about the average, like, 25 oh, no. year old. No. I mean, what, no, what? not. I'm sorry. Not even close. I mean, even if the job's not terrible, you know, like, why would you want to do it? You know, again, if you had the option, and I guess a lot of people have, I, I'm constantly seeing on Instagram, and I don't know how true any of this is, but it'll be like, such and such made $4,000 a day in passive income. Like, I don't know, on YouTube or, or, you know, side hustles. We've done a lot of episodes on side hustles. So I don't know if that's what they're doing and they don't want to do their actual job or... Well, pa passive income sounds like you don't do anything to get that right. income. And I'm not when sure in that's fact, exactly true. Yeah, when in fact you put in, you know, a lot of work and then you can, you know, kind of sit back and collect checks, right? So passive income would be, you know, you find an apartment building, you invest, you do a lot of work, you hire a management company, just a ton of work at the beginning. And then you can have someone manage that and collect the rents. You're still not sitting on your druthers, so to speak, or a YouTube channel. Like you could put in a ton of work and right. create hundreds of hundreds of videos and then not do anything. You, you promote it and all that stuff and then you forget about it. And you could still get quote unquote passive income, but there was a huge amount of work put in prior to. Um, so right. th there's no. There's no, like, passiveness in that. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And, I mean, I it constantly comes up on Instagram, tap if you want to be a billionaire. Now, I've tapped that thing tap, many tap, times. Like a, like a morphine drip. But You're what, just what, hitting that over and over again. But I don't understand. Like, I haven't gotten the check yet. Or does it go to my bank account? I don't. How does that work? Do you know? It, it, it may be payable in I keep, pesos I keep... <laughs> or Venezuelan <laughs> crypto. <laughs> what was the country that went all crypto? Was that Bolivia or something? 
Um, South American no. company, I believe. Yeah, no, no. It was, uh, was it El Salvador? I think it was Maybe. El Salvador. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't, I keep tapping it and I look at my bank account and I'm like, well, it still says I'm minus $79. I don't understand how this works. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, it, it'll it'll come, Matt. It'll come. <laughs> I'll have to investigate that. All right. Almost 25% of workers. Now, this, uh, I always like to disclose where we get this from. Oh, The Hill is where this, uh, this article by Alejandra O'Connell Domenech. I probably massacred that last name. I apologize. That's where we're getting this. Um, almost 25% of workers between the ages of 35 to 44 said they would likely be quiet quitters in a recent survey. For a lot of people, it's another way of saying they have health boundaries. I don't know. Wait, what? Wait, wait, what do you mean health boundaries? Are you looking at the article? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it. All right, so you see where it says America's changing faster in bold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is two paragraphs down from that. It means doing what you are paid to do and not sacrificing your well-being in order to do more. That, I don't... Eh, all right. Yeah. I mean, okay, okay, so I understand. Okay, so it seems to me like like this would be, you know, coasting, right? So what was that what was that movie? Was it The Office? No, it wasn't The Office. Oh, uh Office Space. Office Space where you know, he basically um you know, the the lead actor basically was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And he just did the bare minimum and actually told management that he was going to do that. And they were like deer in headlights. Yeah, they didn't. He, he wouldn't really show up, but he didn't quit. So that, that movie was way ahead of its time in terms of this. Do you, Matt, do you hear this pinging noise? It's like a... No. No? No. I don't know what that is. It must be some notification. Oh, it's a notification on my end. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, doing what you're paid to do is doing your job. I mean, it's not quiet quitting. I would say quiet quitting is more like doing just below the bare minimum, which is, again, is where I've swum my entire life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just, that's what I figure work is. Quiet quitting can look like not taking on extra responsibilities, such as serving on a volunteer committee at work or refusing work more out well i mean that's just sort of like i mean i understand like a lot of jobs it's like there's your minimum requirements but then your boss is emailing you on a sunday and they i i actually did a solo podcast about this guy who worked for goldman sachs in london and it was during the pandemic so he's basically trapped in his london apartment and they they you know you were literally on 24 hours a day like you'd have managers emailing you at two in the morning and you had to respond. Then right. they got all these complaints about it, this and that. So they said, okay, well, your manager's not allowed to email you after 9 p.m., but they would still do it. And if you didn't respond, they couldn't officially say anything. But you know how that works when there's a promotion or whatever. And then right. they said, th this was actually serious. They actually thought this was a serious response to this problem. It was like... Your free time was from 9 p.m. Saturday night till 9 p.m. Sunday night. That's when they would leave you alone. Those 12 hours. And they thought that was being generous. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, especially with with COVID and everybody working remotely is it's easier to do this now, right? Like prior to this, like you'd show up in an office, right? You couldn't like quiet quit per se. Like you could still like coast an office, but now like you're on your own at home. Like you could just right. do the bare minimum. Like you could do like a lot because a lot of these jobs is it's filled with like BS meetings. I mean, we've done this on multiple podcasts, like, right. you know, BS job, bullshit jobs where if you're not, you know, or if you do have to join a Zoom meeting, you could be watching Netflix on another window and barely right. paying attention. Like, Which I'm sure a so, lot of people are. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people are. So this this quiet quitting is like you basically disengage from the job and still collect a paycheck until and you force management's hand to fire you. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, I mean, I there's always been this push and pull. Like, what is the bare minimum? Like, if I'm doing what you're asking me to do at my job, I, you should pay me and all that. And now, if it comes promotion time, obviously the people who are taking on those extra responsibilities, they're going to probably be looked at more seriously for promotions than someone who doesn't. And all jobs have this. I mean, like, you know, you're asked to like, hey, could you sit on this committee? It meets at night, da, da, da. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Because, you know, it's to get FaceTime with the boss. It's to put it on your resume. When it's time for your performance review, you're like, hey, I was on this committee. I did this. You know, and then there are some people who are like, look, I'm not doing any of that. Um, you know, again, it's like office culture. Like, we've done podcasts on this. If your manager is organizing a 5K run on a Saturday and he or she is really into it, are you obliged to go? No. But if you don't go, you know, it can be a problem. I think it's kind of a reaction against a lot of those things, too. Um, True. Yeah, no, and as always, you know, we also spoke about this, and I think it's in France where it's illegal to email your employee after 6 p.m., right, yeah. or before 9 a.m. or something. like. I forget what the exact rules are. But this this always on aspect of, um, you know, of work where there's no clear delineation of like when work starts and when work begins. And and this has become more exacerbated by remote work because they always have access to you, whereas people thought like, oh, this is great. I can stay home. I'm not in the office. I, you know, it, there's something to be said for going into the office at nine. And when I leave the office at five, I'm done. Like, I'm going to the gym. I'm going out to eat with my family. I am not, like, leave me alone. And I think there's a big, been a big backlash against, like, you know, well, and the, the, the flip side is to some of these managers and the companies, it's like, look, man, we want you in the office. You're refusing to come in the office. So this is the alternative, you know, that if you're not here, uh, then you're kind of always on and you can't have it both ways. And I think, well, you know, there's probably a point to that too. I mean, my job, a hundred percent, you know, my job, we start at seven 30, we end at two fifteen. Now I have things to do after work. I have, you know, grading, I have lesson planning, I have all that stuff, but you know, I get emails sometimes, but I'm not under no obligation. You know, I answer them the next morning or, or sometimes that evening or afternoon if I happen to look at my email 
But I, you know, by and large, you're just left alone. Other job, like your job is really not like that. I mean, your clients probably are sometimes expecting answers, you know, like right then or whatever. Well, I mean, also too, like my clients are in different time zones and I don't really, and I'm an, I'm the owner of the business. I try to respect that for people who work with me. Right. Um, but also on the same token, like I extend them flexibility too. Right. So like there's um, someone who works for me, who's a mom and uh, she's a producer. I'm not going to give, give her name to respect her privacy, but um, she'll, she'll do her whole thing in the morning and then she'll sign in at 10 o'clock and then she'll work from 10 to 12. And then she has her little like lunch routine. Right. And then she'll sign back on from two to two to five. And then she'll also sign on later at night because she knows that she took those four hours in the middle of the day, which for the company works out well because we have clients in uh, LA. We have clients in, uh, we have Canada in London, um, in uh, Central America and South America. So the, um, you know, sometimes the time difference works out well, right? Yeah. So there is flexibility. So technically she could dine on, you know, some night, nine, three night. Hey, you're, I'm not you're, asking her to. Some, sometimes sorry. your audio gets kind of muddy. I don't really know what the deal is. Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just the connection. We're both recording on oh, our okay. end, so I think All it's right. fine. Okay. Um, it's same thing is happening to you, but it's fine. Um, so what I was saying is the, um, you know, she's on at nine thirty at night, which would be ridiculous for me to have her work at nine thirty at night. But there's that, um, there's that understanding. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people too, it's kind of like, look, you've assigned me a project. I'm getting the project done. Like just, I guess I, I was reading something about surveillance. Like, there's been so much stuff on social media where people complain that they're getting dinged because they're away from their computer. Like, someone was, some woman said, like, I left to use the bathroom. And then my, you know, there's ways that your office can surveil you at home through your computer, like how much you're on and... I think some people are like, look, I'm getting my work done. Leave me alone. Like, stop treating me like I'm a kindergartner. And then from the manager's point of view, they're probably like, well, if you want me to not treat you like that, get into the office. I mean, you know, can't have it both ways. Um, Remote work has really (laughs) thrown. You know what it is? Like, remote work's not new, but remote work was kind of reserved for certain jobs where it's like, look, if you're creating a website, I'm just asking you to create a website. I don't really care what you do or when you do it. You can do it two in the morning for all I care, as long as it gets done by the time you said it was going to get done. But now there are jobs, well, like my job has never been remote, and all of a sudden it was. So then it was like, well, how do we deal with this with students and them being on camera or not on camera? And it, it was this whole, fortunately, it's pretty well done now, but... It was a problem. You know, it was a problem trying to make right. an adjustment. So I like this, though. It says, what really encapsulates quiet quitting is the rejection of hustle culture, which we have been a huge advocate of on the Working Experience podcast. Yeah, and, and by you, when you say 
huge advocate of it. It was it's the direct opposite of that. You you <laughs> the the work and experience embodies the anti hustle culture. Well, not so for we, me. Have, we. I mean, not I mean, me. we're saying the working experience is is essentially the poster child for quiet quitting. <laughs> I mean. How long have we gone in the past three months with barely posting an episode? We couldn't even get it together to do that. To just literally it, go up it into was a, the... It was a rough summer. Couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it, you know? And I mean, yes, I'm off work and all of that, technically speaking. But I got a lot on my plate. I can barely do that. Technically speaking. I mean, side hustles. I can barely do the job I'm supposed to do. <laughs> And then I, I like this one. Quiet quitting is the natural evolution of extreme hustle culture. So not only is there hustle culture, there is extreme hustle culture. And I love this. Said self-described leadership guru Robin L. Garrett on TikTok. I got to get into that game. Self-described leadership guru Robin Garrett, we want you on this podcast. I want to know how that works. I'm actually, I wrote her name down. I'm going to contact her because I want to know how we get to that. Uh, it's, a lot, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of hustle and grit, Matt. Hustle Two and things grit. that you do not have. No, no. See, I, my, my life coach um, ethos would be how to get out of work, really, you know. How to like duck and dodge around things shift well we did a master class video on this which uh how many people watch that like 12 13 maybe? 12 or 13 is being generous and that's, generous. that's including uh your brother watching it right and my brother watching it <laughs> and and me watching it a couple of times <laughs> that probably but we try we're gonna have to reconstitute these because it's very valuable we show you how to look busy in a meeting even if you don't know anything uh, we show you how to get out of work with lame excuses that are blatantly transparent. Well, well, well this wasn't um, this wasn't a TikTok video. This was an Instagram, wasn't it? We put them on our YouTube channel, which gets, I mean, it, it's gotten dozen, well, a dozen watches our YouTube channel. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's almost it's almost hilarious. Like, like our we're you know, as we said in the beginning of the podcast. We're fast approaching 500k, which is a pretty, which is a pretty good number in the podcast world. Um, our, our social media endeavors are laughable. Like our our view count is laughable. You would think accidentally more people would watch the videos, <laughs> like they'd yeah, click on it accidentally. Stumbled. You know, stumble apart. But you know that's not correct, Matt. It's almost like they avoid it on purpose. Like they they make a point to not click on it. I mean, if you throw a dart at a dartboard a hundred thousand times, you're probably going to get a bullseye at some point with no skills. Just chance, right? Nobody right. clicks on. I mean, in 2018, I did a short film called HR. We submitted it to 23 film festivals. It got into zero. Zero <laughs> film festivals. You would think, at and I mean, these were film festivals, some of them, that no one had ever heard of. You would think at least one would even accidentally let us in. Or, or they'd be like, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, by mistake. We, we yeah. made a mistake. Right. Yeah. Honest or, mistake. We let you in. 
or the film festival is tomorrow and they realize they're one short and they're like oh my god just grab that one without even watching it no yeah it's 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 amazing how little social media <laughs> traction and we hired a social media guy we hired one <laughs> to do this i mean we we put like three grand we, into this yeah we knew we were deficient in this oh. and we hired someone and it it did you know what actually it didn't move the needle <laughs> on social media at, at all pretty much right no, no it actually no. no it no instagram it moved the needle a little bit <laughs> really? a little. I, I didn't notice <laughs> i really didn't notice I, I, yeah, it's, it's really amazing, you know, and other people like they, I don't know, they, they get on there, they literally like fall over a banana peel and they've got 10 million views on TikTok. Well, let's see, I'll just, I'll finish up by reading this one comment here on the article uh, from Tony M. I worked with many millennials at my last place of employment. They really taught me about setting boundaries with my workplace because I've always been the whatever the company needs type of guy. U.S. workers take less time off than any other quote-unquote modern nations. You know, that is, I, I remember reading, well, I remember from a friend of ours was saying it kind of frustrated people in the U.S. that they had London offices and they seemed to like send emails and stuff after five o'clock, no one's there. Um, I think from the European perspective is like, why are you in the office at 10 o'clock at night? Like, can't you get your work done? Like, what's what's the deal? Oh, and then this comment says, just lazy opportunists making up a meme to make it sound cool and classy. I call it skating to keep... Yes, exactly. Skating. See, I like this term. Doing just enough to keep your head above water. Oh, thank you, KF. <laughs> this, is, this is music to your ears. You, you've just encapsulated my philosophy towards this, this is like This is like a love letter to you, Matt. Oh, man. Skating. Doing just Skating. enough to keep your head above water. Hey, <laughs> that works for marriage. It works for raising yeah, your kids. Everything. <laughs> everything. Dude, the bare minimum. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, obviously, we at The Working Experience have been quiet quitting since the inception of this podcast, since we kind of do the bare minimum over here. You know, I don't want to stress myself out. My mental health is paramount. It's paramount. Right? It's above all. It's above all else, Manny. Above okay. all else. Now it's uh, what time is it here? Oh, see, it's quarter to noon, right? I got to eat lunch. And then my, nap. My, when is when is the nap coming? Twelve thirty. Twelve thirty. So I'm under pressure right now. I got to get lunch in, right? What a, what a great way is <laughs> you you get up, you eat breakfast, you put in like I don't know maybe an hour of work, and yeah. then right on the heels of that is lunch and lunch, then nap time. And then nap. You time. were just asleep. <laughs> you, were, you, you were just asleep three hours ago. You ate. All of I don't know maybe three hours ago, and yeah. you're like, I need, I need a break. I need a break. I need to feed the system, and then to sleep on the food. Right. Well, because I I purchased um, the Northman from YouTube, and it's kind of a long movie, 
and I've only got 48 hours to watch it. I rented you're, it. You're, you're prepping yourself up yeah. to watch the movie. <laughs> well, it's it's long. I got to sit there for like Look, two and a half you, hours and pay attention. Hey, if, if you fall asleep during the movie, you got to oh. restart it. That's a big pain in the ass. And I only got 48 hours to watch it. I'm, you know, our, my first day of um, the school year is Tuesday. I've already taken a personal day because I'm not sure I'm going to get through the movie today. So I'm taking tomorrow off. Oh, so. it, it's a it's a running joke in my when we're picking out a, a movie to watch with the family. They're like, "Dad, your opinion doesn't count. You're going to be asleep within ten minutes <laughs> <laughs> of the start." And it's true. When you get past a certain age, like you just had a birthday, falling asleep with a show on—I don't know. It's just magical. It's just magical. It's it's it really is, um, and not caring. No, I could care less. Yeah, just put it on. Could be the best movie, whatever. <laughs> I, my my and my my mo is, I fall asleep at the beginning, right, and then I wake up in about twenty minutes, and then I'm asking questions. <laughs> fill, fill, fill fill that in on Who's that? what happened. Yeah. Who's that? Who's that? You, Who's this guy? You why, make him why is he rewind married? it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you, and then you're just gonna fall asleep again, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and then I'll wake up at the end and be like, "Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, what happened? What happened?" <laughs> All right, folks, to wrap it up, quiet quitting. We're uh, very in favor of it. I'll have to give us credit. We've been way ahead of the trend on this for years. Way, way ahead, ahead of the, way ahead of the trend. You millennials, you don't even know how to quiet quit. Well, I'm gonna do no. a, a, I'm gonna do a few videos for you on how to appropriately quiet quit. All right, everybody, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll be back at you real soon. All right, thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media. If you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end, the sweet end, until our next audio encounter.